Now, Cardinal George Pell is maintaining his innocence after being committed to stand trial in a Melbourne court on historical sex abuse charges. Magistrate Belinda Wallington threw out the most serious of the charges but has ruled that there is enough evidence for Australia's most senior Catholic cleric to stand trial on almost half the offences he's been charged with. Now, these relate to alleged incidents at a regional pool and his time as Archbishop of St Patrick's Cathedral. Associate Editor of the Australian John Ferguson was in court this morning and he joins me on the line now. Hi, John. Hi, Miranda. Now, what was the atmosphere like in court? Oh, look, I, I think it was it was interesting. I, I don't think uh, it was unexpected that uh, some of the uh, allegations would go to the county court, but I think there was a sort of certain numbness about what uh, we were watching, and that is that basically Australia's, I, I would argue, the most significant Catholic uh, in terms of global influence in, in the country's history, basically facing uh, the county court on al- al- historical allegations of uh, sexual offending. I mean, it's a pretty amazing story. I mean, it's numbs the word, I think. And what was his demeanour when the magistrate said this? I, I viewed him as shattered. Uh, I watched as is what we do in our, our caper, but I watched him very closely and he, he looked shattered. Uh, I think that basically the way the proceeding started, uh, Magistrate Wallington worked through uh, the charges that uh, were basically uh, dealt with, thrown away, and uh, there was, a, I suppose, you know, if you were in the Pell camp, uh, I don't want to make it sound like a football match, but there was momentum that seemed to be heading towards the Pell camp and then uh, suddenly things turned and um, they went from... Oh, it's definitely not uh, my perception of lightness in the camp, but it went certainly went darker and darker and, and he looked like a shattered man to me when um, when uh, uh, it, it, the, the, the negative news came out. Now, it, it was interesting uh, during the court case that Cardinal Pell's lawyers tried to have the magistrate, Belinda Wellington, removed for bias. Um, can you describe what went on then? Yeah, look, I want to be a little bit careful mm. uh, on this one. Basically, uh, look, I won't go much into it, I don't think. I don't think there's much benefit in me sort of talking. What, what we're dealing with... Uh, is a very, very sensitive legal framework mm. around this case. And I think that's one of those things that, um, yeah, it's probably easier to... And, and I think you'll find in the end that Robert Richter, her her, her lawyer, um, at the time, I can say this, appeared frustrated with uh, the, the fact that he felt he had uh, put across a very strong... Uh, argument that um, that the magistrate didn't agree with. Basically, uh, he objected to her, and and then my understanding is he I wasn't in the court time, but he later apologised. I, I think it was a bit um, it, it, it's a minor part. I think the world has moved significantly on since that sort of altercation. Mm. And now, so what can you tell us about the actual charges? How many of them are there, and uh, how long ago do they relate to yeah, these incidents? Look, um, the answer to that is that I can't say too much, but what, what, what I can say... Because there are say, suppression orders, aren't there, on I a lot of these? can't even talk about that sort of stuff. Right. Um, uh, basically, uh, uh, Magistrate Wellington committed 
Uh, I can say they committed um, George Pell on uh, charge multiple complainants, uh, multiple charges uh, relating to a swimming pool in country Victoria in the 70s and then later to uh, allegations relating to St Patrick's Cathedral in Melbourne in, in and around 1996. Um, I could talk a little bit more about, say, the St Pat's mm. issue. Um, th- there's been a lot of discussion in the committal hearing and um, and even today about uh, evidence as to, you know, was George Pell ever alone? And there was extensive evidence uh, articulated in the court that uh, from uh, people, uh, from church people, that basically he was never alone. Now, that does, there was also evidence from uh, choristers and other people saying that, well, was there, a, uh, and I'm being very careful with my words, was there a possibility that people uh, weren't part of, uh, could have got away from the proceedings, basically? And so that's, that's a he said, she said situation, but that will form... Um, a, a big part of what's coming up. Mm. And um, what were the scenes like outside the court? Were there a lot of protesters? Oh, look, there was a couple of... Uh, it, it was pretty hostile when um, the Cardinal came out to the steps. Uh, it was pretty hostile. There was a bit of shouting, uh, a lot of, you know, a bit of negative, um, you know, like uh, paintings and that sort of thing. I mean, that's pretty normal. I mean, we both know he's... Uh, and let's step aside from the court proceedings. He's a very opinionated, polarising figure and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it is a real sense of if I find down here very much if you love him, you love him or you don't, you know. And so it was a little bit more of that that played out. It's a real sideshow, though, what happens outside because it, it's really all about the evidence now and how uh, the, the, the county court trial or trials proceed and I'm not even sure how much detail is going to be made public, but I expect that things will move in the next six months that we'll, we'll be having, um, you know, there will be some legal action. Uh, there's a directions hearing tomorrow, but then further down the track there will be um, a trial or trials. Uh, Colonel Pell, world's third most powerful Catholic, if you want to use that, will be confronted by one or more juries. I mean, it's pretty amazing um, that we're even talking about it, isn't it, Miranda? Mm. And, I mean, of course, it's attracted worldwide attention. Were there many global news outlets in attendance? Oh, yeah. Look, I sat next to the, the Australian pleasant uh, bloke from Al Jazeera. It's apparently Sydney-based. The uh, bloke sitting in front of me was from the BBC, um, CNN, uh, Wall Street Journal. Um, you know, an interesting thing, this is a, sort of another a topic for another day, but there are considerably markedly fewer overseas correspondents based, they're generally based in Sydney, uh, markedly fewer than there were 10 or 20 years mm-hmm. ago. But I suspect our, whoever was around was there today, basically. And after proceedings wrapped up in court and George Mell, had, he'd made a formal plea of not guilty. Actually, just um, describe, because I, I've heard that he was quite emphatic when he said not guilty, almost shouting it. Is that correct? Yeah, look, it was it was a real... You know, it was it was a real George Pell act of not guilty. It was a very, you know, I've just written a feature on it and I've put the not guilty in capital letters. Like it was, he was emphatic. But I detected, look, you know, different people will view this a different way and you never properly get inside the head of somebody like George Pell because he's got such... Anyone knows, he knows he's a massively smart bloke. 
um, massively. He's one of the. I mean, you read people should read his CV, even if you don't. If you have a negative view about the guy, you should read his CV. It's astonishing. Um, but I read him as being a very, very dejected fellow, which he would be. I mean, you know, he's a 76-year-old uh, uh, man who risen to the absolute peak, almost as close, to, you know, almost potentially. Well, he's not, you know, who knows what the conclave would say, but potentially Pope. He's only two down from the Pope, so this is a serious bloke. And he now finds himself today in the Magistrates Court in Melbourne having to... Um, plead to really serious allegations and he now that, that have been kicked up to the county court. And um, he also released a statement after his plea of not guilty, didn't he? What did what did that say? Yeah, I haven't read it, I'm sorry. Mm. But I can tell you, uh, uh, pro forma, it, just a pro forma, I had a, such a quick look at it, it was two paragraphs or something. But, you know, it, his statement... The only statement that you need to worry about is he's not guilty. Mm. You know, that's 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 the statement. I mean, the, and as I, and I go back to it, the broader discussion, moving away from the court case, Cardinal Pell still has a lot of supporters, and uh, there'll be uh, people who um, listen to what we're saying and they'll they'll say, you know, no. But I can tell you, he does. He has a lot of um, a lot of people really like him. People who get to know him, he's he's got the public demeanour. Uh, George Pell, the public man, is very different to uh, what I would perhaps describe as a sometimes wooden public performer. Um, the, the private guy is very different. Um, he's charismatic, uh, funny, entertaining, loyal, um, uh, all those sorts of things. So he does have his supporters. There's, you know, people shouldn't just assume that he's this utterly loathed figure. Like, as I said before, he's a he's a polarising figure. Mm, well, I mean, I've met him several times, and he's very warm and intelligent, as you say, and very kind. So, um... but then the other thing that I, I would make this point too, which I'm making in the feature for tomorrow, is is that, and we shouldn't forget that, that, that obviously there are complainants that we haven't really heard heard from because um, uh, basically the the way the court system is structured in these sorts of uh, cases. Uh, the evidence from the uh, complainants was in, in camera. It was they were uh, filmed remotely and beamed into the the uh, courtroom 22, which is where the committal was heard, and uh, and there were no journalists in, in watching that. So we we haven't heard we haven't heard their stories yet. So well, I so presume that if it's a jury trial, that will be an open evidence then. Yeah, I don't know. Look, to be honest, uh, I don't have a. I, 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 33 years of journey, but I haven't spent a lot of time in courtrooms. Um, I'm not sure how it will unfold, but I, you'd like to think you would hear their stories. Um, as much as anything, look, I have a real problem more broadly with court, you know, any courts that are shut down. Like, I, I just kind of feel that um, the more open our society is, the better. Mm. Well, and the more that we can watch. It's based on, isn't it? Open justice. Well, it was. Uh, you know, um, you know, 30 years ago when I used to do a bit of courts, it was much more open. And I'm not talking about the Pell case now, talking more broadly. And I think this is an issue that, I mean, some, someone like you could, could really get, get a hold of. That I've just noticed that um, there's a real sort of anti-media thing that hangs out. And now I'm not talking about the Pell case. Generally speaking, there's not, it's not as open as it was. Mm. And I think that's a real, that's something that really sort of, worries me as somebody who's sort of, I suppose, committed to um, 
telling stories. Um, yeah, and I think it goes hand in hand with a sort of a mistrust of juries by judges, um, which is that sort of elitist attitude towards the common people. But of course, I, our, I actually think it's worse than that. I actually think there's the legal classes um, don't like uh, journalism, journalism, and journalists, and that and that what we're getting and, and what, what uh, and they don't uh, like public scrutiny. We're not talking about this case, just in no, general, not, the way no. the trajectory of, of um, the legal system. Well, well, I saw the other day, it was really interesting, there was a, a notification came out from Victoria Police. There was an out-of-sessions hearing in, I think it was Geelong, but they said journalists can't attend, right? <laughs> so I'm looking at that and I'm going, well, that's a kangaroo court, isn't it? And nobody's actually got back to me and explained to me and said, well, well, um, I know we're digressing from George No, Bell, but that is but a really interesting point. Yeah, and look, we can't court. say a lot about uh, about Cardinal Pell's court case anyway. Yeah, because, no, we um, can't. Legally. But, um, but anyway, well, I, I will certainly look at that and I'll have to talk to you off off air and uh, get some of your your other information. Well, I suspect I'd be really, I'd be intrigued, but I suspect it's, it's it will be a national thing. I know that in South Australia many years ago, it almost... They almost launched this whole thing into, you know, the big suppression order um, thing that you know uh, that that's pervaded Australian the Australian justice system. And some suppression orders are necessary, save lives and mm. all that sort of stuff. National security, maybe, and also but, for fairness. I mean, you know, there are lots of reasons to have them. But look, we should wrap it up, John. But thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, no worries. I haven't raved too much. Thanks, Miranda. No, not at all. I know See it's you. a difficult thing to talk about. And um, now Cardinal Pell's statement uh, via his legal representatives that was issued after his not guilty plea today, he said he will defend the remaining charges and steadfastly maintained his innocence. Cardinal George Pell has at all times fully cooperated with Victoria Police, the statement read. He has voluntarily returned to Australia to meet these accusations. He would like to thank all those who have supported him from both here in Australia and overseas during this exacting time and is grateful for their continuing support and prayers. And you really have to wonder, uh, you have to ask whether or not um, given the current atmosphere, the sort of atmosphere of almost hysteria that's been going on for some time about, um, you know, Catholic clerical sexual abuse, um, you just have to wonder how easy a time he's going to have. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.